Coming up on today's show, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Disneyland Paris are all opening this week. And Hong Kong Disneyland is closing again. That's coming up on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to today's show. It is Thursday, July 16th. I am your host for this week. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Adam. What's up, everybody? And noticeably absent this week is Jason. Oh, Mm. he's noticeably absent. I should make a cricket sound when you said that. (laughs) It could be done. Yeah. The Jiminy Cricket Zone. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> no, Jason is buried. Not literally, just in work this week. Buried with work? Yes. So Sounds like a James Bond line. Yes. <laughs> buried with work. Mm. Yes. He's taking a break for this episode, which, as some of you may have known, when the pandemic first started, he had a lot of absences. For some of the same reasons, it, you know, mm-hmm. a lot going on. Duty calls. He right. really just doesn't want to talk to me before I depart for Disney. <laughs> for you defy his advice. Yes, All, pretty much everybody's advice, but you know. Yeah, I think uh, we'll that. on our Twitter poll, it was the voice was made clear as well by at least one yeah. commenter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be some of the backlash you're receiving? Anyway. Not receiving any backlash, but it's definitely a risky endeavor. I don't want to make light of that. I think it is risky, and it's certainly not for everyone. Most people should think very carefully about going anywhere right now, in the United States especially, but right, it, it's a risk that we're taking, and I have thought a lot about it. <laughs> I've gone back and forth, but I think we're going to go forward with it i should have led into this with is anyone going to disney world this week (laughs) as far as i know as of the recording of this yes so we will get some first-hand knowledge of the measures yeah yeah i don't feel necessarily that worried about what disney's doing especially like i would be more worried if i was going anywhere other than disney but there's still a risk and I can't, you know, I'm not going to make light of that. I'm not going to be like, everybody should go to Disney right now. You know, I don't think that's a good idea, but we've thought a lot about it. And I think that what they're doing is, is as good as you can get as far as going anywhere. So I'm taking a chance. I will say anything I've ever done relating to Disney always feels like a cleaner environment than some others. Right. So, and I should also say that we are going to quarantine when we come back just to uh, make sure we don't contribute to any spread of in case there is anything. So, all right. So getting into a little bit of news, I guess this week. Yeah. Apparently with all the parks that are opening in Florida, we have a reclosure in Hong Kong. Yeah. So Hong Kong Disneyland has decided to reclose... I guess that's the word, reclose. Yeah, I guess. Due to a spike in that area. I haven't seen anything really on how long they plan 
on staying closed. It just say it does say temporarily and it does say starting ironically July 15th, which by the time you hear this will have been yesterday. Yeah. When I say, I guess not really ironically, coincidentally, when the uh, Florida parks will all four will be open at that point in time and Disneyland Paris plans on opening as well. Yeah. All I see is that they said they're closing. They don't say for two weeks or for a month or how long. It's probably just a wait and see kind of thing. Well, And there's, it was required by their government was one thing that was a little Mm -hmm. different. Yeah. So based on how Disney's handling things here, I don't know for a fact that they would have closed had it not been required. (laughs) Right. It's probably getting into a financial decision now more than anything. It's like, look, we're not liable if you want to come. You can show up. We're opening, and we're going to do everything we can. That's pretty much their stance on that. And in Florida, in California, they're not open because you know the state made them not open. So everything is sort of reverting back in California. So just depends on the local government, really, as to what they're going to do. They're going to open if they can, and if they can't, they're not going to. There were 52 new confirmed cases in one day in Hong Kong. Was their reasoning for? doing so which seems to be nothing compared to yeah which tells you the the difference in you know just how different areas treat this obviously florida has been in over ten thousand a day for the last week and they're like meh everything's fine we're gonna keep going you know i feel like they're kind of focusing on hospitalizations and deaths yeah more so than actual and that's positives. true. A lot of, in a lot of cases, hospitalizations are down, not necessarily in Miami area, but in other areas of the state, hospitalizations are down because most of the people getting in right now are younger people in Florida. The Still, nothing to laugh at by any means. Definitely not. But, I, you know, I think once if hospitals are getting to capacity in other areas of the state, they're probably going to start looking at maybe doing more restrictions. But until that time... Looks like Disney's going to just business as usual. I think the biggest risk, though, is to the cast members who work and have to live and work in the area. They're probably more at risk than anybody else. Yeah. It's a complicated issue. Yeah. So focusing on the Orlando part, because that's mainly what we do, right? That's the, that's the main yeah. ones we've gone to our entire lives. Of course, right now, the MLS is there, NBA is there. There had been some talk or tweets put out. I didn't see any of them regarding room size. I saw that it was brought up. I never actually went back and looked at the tweets, but apparently some players were commenting on the room size at Disney. (laughs) Yeah. And it got me to thinking a little bit about, you know, what they're used to, or if you were to just look around and look at, like, comparisons with just room uh, size and amenity, especially the stuff that they're probably used to to being in, yeah, it probably would be small (laughs) in a lot of those cases. I didn't get more specifics on which ones they were complaining about, though. Yacht Club was one of the ones they were staying in, right? I don't find... Mm -hmm. I don't find Yacht Club small at all. I feel like their rooms were pretty good size. They were one of the larger ones I was in. I guess maybe queen-size beds for a basketball player, you know? (laughs) It could be. If you're not a king-size bed or... There's nothing larger than a king-size bed for a hotel, so I don't know. Queen beds, though, probably aren't big enough for most NBA players, I would think. Well, I could see maybe, say, even at the Grandestino 
at the tower, even though those rooms are decent size, I think they're probably small compared to what they're used to seeing. Yeah. Right. For yeah, sure. I would agree. They're probably they're not very large rooms. And what was the other hotel they were staying at? There was another one, the Grand Floridian. So yeah, Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. Now, given the time period the Grand Floridian was in, I've never actually stayed in the rooms. You stayed in there before. Do you remember them being particularly? Mm, I'd say they're bigger than mm-hmm. like Coronado, but not by a whole lot. Yeah. See, I'm thinking the time period that it was constructed, it was not really emphasized to be as big of the rooms as there is nowadays or later right. on. It's not like Polynesian or contemporary as far as the size of the rooms. Yeah, back in, you know, the contemporary having been built in the 70s, you know, the tower rooms are huge yeah. <laughs> um, in comparison. But um, Poly, not so much. Even the if you stay in the older poly buildings the hallways you can tell are a little just a little bit more narrow mm-hmm. and the rooms themselves are just a little bit smaller you can feel it i don't know if you've, you've stayed in some of the older rooms not mm-hmm. too terribly long ago yeah did you you notice a difference i'm sure especially now there when I'm turning the there's some rooms that are quite large though that feel large you know compared to being at like pop century or <laughs> any of the moderates i mean the rooms are huge yeah now pop they definitely found a way to make it feel bigger yes for sure the queen beds yeah the fall down bed and everything and they 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 made better use of the space that they had Mm -hmm. basically is what it was i guess i got to thinking though like if i were to look across the board and just say okay for the amount that's being charged to stay at say the poly like what size room could i get (laughs) you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and i'm pretty sure i could get one like almost the size of say a villa and some of the some of the disney ones for the same price of a regular room of poly yeah crazy which is probably kind of where that generated from where they thought of that there is a difference it just disney has a different feel i it made me get to start to thinking though like over at polynesian maybe they should consider since it was built in a different time frame maybe they should should consider doing like a major overhaul of some of the older rooms like maybe even to the point of dare i say it demolish longhouses and rebuild them <laughs> like one at a time yeah i don't know I'm if just that saying, would ever happen <laughs> probably you not. know well I don't, you've, it's probably not in the budget but yeah not right now i can tell you that <laughs> they have room to kind of move it a little further left too on the other on that side you know the side where the luau is right okay i feel mm. like they have more space that they haven't explored over there <laughs> explore the space <laughs> sure <laughs> with a cowbell yes I've gone off on a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but yes. it's what it made me think of. There's a hotel discount, speaking of resorts, that came out, I think, today for annual pass holders through end of September. And it is a very hefty discount for some resorts. I know Contemporary is one of them. Polynesian's on that list. Wilderness Lodge. The cabins at Fort Wilderness. Yacht club i think beach club boardwalk are all on there too pop century was the well actually i saw art of animation too on there as far as values but let's see i didn't see any mods on that list except maybe caribbean beach at one point and then some of the other deluxe resorts but i was seeing under 300 dollars a night for contemporary or pollen polynesian was a little over 300 but depending on the days like two seventy four a night for the contemporary. That's crazy. Is that a tower room though? Or no, is that that's garden wing. 
still, it's probably been a good 10 years or so since you've seen it in that price range. At least, yeah. Yeah, in that so. yeah vicinity, yeah. So they're offering some pretty steep discounts for the next couple of months. Understandably so, because they definitely need people coming back. I heard something interesting, too, on the Diz, that Disney might offer similar discounts to Georgia and maybe even North South Carolina residents that they do to Florida because of the driving versus flying. Yeah. Driving distance. I don't know if he was getting wind of something or if he was just speculating, but I just thought that was interesting that he said that that might be something Disney would do in the near future is offering state discounts. Yeah. Cause even if you get on into North Georgia, mm-hmm. the drive time would probably be what ten to twelve hours, even at the furthest point. Probably, I would think. Yeah, probably around nine to ten hours. Yeah, depending on how far up you go. Yeah. Yeah. And North North and South Carolina, you can go ninety five down. So I don't know. It's probably similar to. The 10 to 12, depending on what parts of those states. But they're drivable. Uh, yeah. Probably even less 10, 12. Drivable for some. Yeah. yeah. If you're willing to not, you know, take the risk of flying, which I think is what he was getting at. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, speaking of discounts, I wanted to mention this one, too. This is a another annual pass holder discount through August 14th. But this is on merchandise. Annual pass holders will get 30% off all merchandise through August 14th. Another 10% on top of the usual 20. So, interesting. Now, does that include Splash Mountain merchandise? <laughs> if there's any available anymore? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't specify, it just says merchandise. Disney merchandise. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny that people, like, as soon as it opened up, they went and, like, bought as much as they could of this stuff that, yeah. in reality, I mean, I'm just based on what they want to do, when what I've been seeing, they're talking like it won't even be changed to, like, 2022. So, you right. really, I mean, you're not going to get much for it now, folks. They're going to restock yeah. what you just bought. You're going to have to hold on to it for a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to really, really play the long game. If you really want something from this attraction that's going to be valuable or that you can sell, you're going to have to have had something from like, I don't know, 20 years ago that they don't make already. Right. Um, That's about the only thing you're going to get now. So if Disney is smart and they need the money right now, they'll just announce that they're changing every attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Anything they have merch for. We're going to redo Flight of Passage again. Right. And make it something different. You know, and, I never uh, have understood why they're so limited on the merch they have for Soren. Like, haven't they always been limited on Soren merch? Yeah, that's true. Maybe a shirt or two. They have like a little tiny kiosk outside of the queue yeah. area. That's about it. Yeah, it's never been much to it either. I mean, I, I mean, maybe, maybe, I, maybe the reason why is because what do you actually make right. for that attraction? I guess um, that's really significant, other than the than the logo. Right. Speaking of Soren, did you see some of the social distancing thing they're doing with Soren? No, I have not. Enlighten me. They have like booster seats with a partition coming out of it, I guess. I don't know how to describe it other than that. They're see-through, of course, but they're partitions between certain seats in the rows. So 
they'll have a group of three or four and then a partition and another group, whatever. So each row will have a partition beside it, if that makes sense. So it sounds like they probably put it maybe, let's just assume every third seat, so that way they at least have small groups can stay somewhat together. Right, yeah. And without they're having to use up too many seats. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so if there are a lot of solos or not too many larger groups, I should right. say, which probably shouldn't be too many large groups right now. Right. They don't have to waste too much seating. Exactly. In the process. Yeah, that's what it seems so, like they're doing. So, yeah, they, yeah, I saw that. I just happened to see that today online. We were talking about this prior to the show, but I just I noticed when watching some of the live videos that the Safari at Animal Kingdom... Mm-hmm. How like the rows when you're about to get on the vehicle, how close together those are, and there's not there's really very little you can do to space it out if unless you're not going to use every other one or something like that. But it looks exactly. like what they chose to do is put up plexiglass, almost like you're you know in the the box at the at a hockey game. Yeah, right. Okay, but <laughs> you're almost like you're, okay. you're in the penalty box. <laughs> also, the seats like instead of like miss skipping seats, they have plexiglass up in between them. So yeah. That works because, I mean, you're only, it's not like you're, what you want to see on the attraction anyway is the back of the person's head in front of you. So, right. I mean, putting up the glass to make sure that, you know, you keep as much, uh, as many germs at bay yeah. as possible, I guess. Airborne uh, pathogens. Yeah. And keep them. Try to make them at least go around the wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least. So. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen how shows like Muppet Vision 3D, they're closing certain rows so they're not to together and then certain seats they're trying to space people out fan people out i guess the other thing too the pre-show area is working very similar to how the ferry boats are where you stand on a circle and there's only a certain number of people allowed in there at the same time which controls how many people are in the theater at the same time but i still gotta say i think i would skip muppet vision 3d right now because just looking, even people six feet apart, they're in an indoor enclosed space, even though they're wearing masks, it's still much more risky to me than a lot of the other attractions. I think if I were to go, I would actually use this as a good excuse to skip all shows. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The one that might be better is the outdoor, the America Gardens Theater. They're going to have the janitors there and the... Um, the mariachi corps? Yeah, the mariachi corps. There you go. They're going to they're gonna be performing there as well. That might be better because it's outdoor, but it's still a little, you know, claustrophobic to me. Yeah. I was just thinking, okay, say for instance, something like Star Tours or Smuggler's Run. That's yeah. even, a, even more enclosed space than Muppet Vision mm-hmm. or something like that. So would you still do that? Or how are they going to do that? I haven't actually. Se- I guess we haven't really seen how they're going to do, yeah. do those just so yet. As far as I know, Smuggler's Run is each group to a cabin, unless you're a single rider. Maybe I don't know how they're going to do that. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Do you get your own? You get to do it by yourself? I yeah, mean, you may have of, to. Yeah, I'm not sure. Weird. But as far as I know, like if you're in a group of three or four, you'll have your own cabin. They're not going to pair yeah. you up with other people. So, because I mean, yeah. it doesn't, as far as attractions and people together that aren't normally together, that doesn't get much tighter than Smuggler's Run. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it. they may just shut down single writer on that one and just be like, look, if you're a single writer, you can't do this one. You just can't do yeah. it by yourself. Unless you want Chewy mode, maybe. Maybe you'll get Chewy mode. <laughs> See, in Star Tours, yeah. In Star Tours, it's kind of like the situation we were just talking about, except smaller. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking I, about the theater. I would definitely skip Star Tours this time. Yeah, I don't know. I might would do that one. Mm, I think I'm going to skip it. It depends on how they how we see that that they do it. Yeah, I'm I'm not likely going to be going at all though this year. So just saying, they'll probably just load like front row and back row of Star Tours. That's probably it, and leave the middle empty. That's my guess. Uh, front and back. That's, a, that's leaving open a lot of space. I could see them maybe skipping rows. Yeah, but like I think how many that's, rows is it again? That's still there's like five or six rows, right? I just can't remember right off the top of my head. I've never really counted them. Yeah. Either way, if you skip them, even if you skip, if it's just to say a skip, skip, if it's six and you skip every each other, every other one, it's still just three rows. So it'd be front, middle, and back. Anyway, yeah, can't I think I'll skip Star Tours. Tower of Terror would be another one that would be kind of difficult, I would think. Yeah, I think, again, they'll probably do front row, back row. It is a very tight space, so I'm. it's not like I was going to be doing that one anyway, so... <laughs> You say you're cro- you're starting to cross out a lot of attractions all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could definitely do Toy Story Mania. That would be easy. That'd be an easy easy one to distance in. Yeah, the only thing is the you know how often are they wiping down the guns, whatever you want to call them. How <laughs> how how often are they wiping those down? Especially after some people, the way they uh, treat them. <laughs> right. But Slinky Dog and Alien Swallowing Saucers and yeah, yeah it's, those are a little easier. And Runaway Railway, you know, they'll have to space out the people there. But right, and they split them into separate vehicles. Right. The only time they're really that close is yeah, when you load and unload. Yeah, so we'll see so, how it goes. Rise of the Resistance Two is kind of you know as long as you same space thing. people out in the group in the cars, that's you know be too bad. And the, the, since they're limiting capacity, it shouldn't be as hard to do as well. So because they're limiting park capacity in general, so it shouldn't right. be as hard to, to figure out what to do there. So yeah, I think with the rise, you just have to make sure not to put too many people on the first pre-show, whatever you want to call it, where you're before you get captured and get stuck in a crowded area. Yeah, and at the time we're recording this, I haven't really had an opportunity to see much of the previews, even, but. I'm wondering, Disney Junior Dance Party, are they going to even have it open? Or are they going to, you're going to, you know, normally it's a bunch of kids close together <laughs> on a floor. So yeah, there's probably not that many kids. They're the probably going to, it's probably very low for this. I think if they have it open, though, they'll probably have it marked on the floor where you should be. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the dots. Yeah. Yeah. To keep it so far apart. Right. Possibly. Probably. I would avoid that one too, just because it's indoors and. Too many and people. You don't want to do it anyway. Yeah, that too. But you know, <laughs> you're gonna be like, guys, we really should avoid this one due to the virus right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just go. keep this a running thing forever. <laughs> no, it's not that uh, bad. Have you been to the since it's been the dance party? I have not. No, I yeah. haven't. I did. I did that September. Yeah. Yeah. By yourself? Oh. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You went by yourself in October, didn't you? I forgot when. It yeah, was. it was in October. Yeah, and that was the last time I was there. <laughs> when I got to ride the Skyliner. That's right. 
So, let's move along. Okay. Epcot. Since we're talking about the parks, Epcot, we seem to have turned this into speculating things regarding social distancing at the parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, any attractions over there since you're going to be going that you might would in particularly avoid for for virus reasons, not just in general? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, journey to imagination. I just don't think that one's going to be good for social distancing, so <laughs> we're just going to avoid that one. It's <laughs> okay. You don't think that one's going to be safe enough? <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, there's not much that we're going to probably do at Epcot because we're, that's the day that we're going to leave. So we're going to try to, you know, just hit a few things there and check out the construction and that kind of stuff. But we'll probably attempt to do Frozen if it's available. We may do Spaceship Earth just to say goodbye one more time and thank the Venetians again because we always have to do that. I'd probably avoid Soren just because my youngest can't ride it, and it's just we don't want to do the rider swap thing that much. We might do Test Track, but I kind of might avoid that one too. Well, uh, why would you avoid Test Track? I mean, it goes outside. It does, but it's indoors for most of it. I don't know if they're going to be doing the... I guess my concern would be the car building part with the touch screens and all that kind of thing, and... I don't know if they're just going to make you just walk right through that. I'm assuming they would skip that part. And I would imagine with your family, y'all would have to split up to do it as well. Right. That's kind of why we would avoid it. I don't think he would like Test Track yet. He's not, I don't think he's there yet. But I mean, uh, Mission Space seems totally safe for Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to avoid that one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to avoid that one. Speaking of, I mean, can you get any closer to, right. to, to someone right. or touch things that other people have touched with all the buttons and the screens and the yeah they're gonna have to wipe that one down every between every ride i would think i mean like the person who just wrote its face was literally like right up against the thing that's going to be right up against your face pretty yeah. much <laughs> like and if even with a mask if someone sneezed in there with or without or a worse. mask those particles are floating in there for like days I was going to so. say, this is an attraction that has vomit bags in it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely avoiding that one. We'll probably do Grand Fiesta Tour just because we always do that one. But, you know, it is indoors, but... Mm. Living with the land. Yeah, I might do that one. Yeah, I might do Living that's, with the that's land. That's like a must-do now, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. We'll see. It depends on if we decide to go over there. I don't think I would do the seas. Because it's like your second worst attraction. Yeah. In your mind, like Basically. your second least favorite. But yeah, I think I would avoid it. It's too. I mean, I'm sure they're spacing people out on that one, but mm, it's kind they're of spacing people out. What are they giving them drugs? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to enjoy that attraction, it's probably what you need. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Epcot, you know, once upon a time, my favorite park, but just because it's construction caught at the moment, maybe it's yeah. not so much. Well, um, yeah. The only reason we're going at all is the food and wine festival. We're just gonna, yeah, enjoy that. Even though it's all old stuff, but gonna have to go get a little gourmet, get a little buzz on, and then <laughs> right, and then <laughs> go home. Yeah, kind of how we're doing it. Anything in particular you would avoid at, say, Animal Kingdom? Again, for virus reasons. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say <laughs> Navi River Journey for sure. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to say, because I'm just asking you in general, I know the stuff you're going to answer. Right. No, what's funny is, is Navi River Journey has been having a longer line than 
than Flight of Passage, but it's pretty clear the the capacity is is much smaller on Navi River Journey because they could probably only load one row per boat because unless you have a really right. large group, you know, they're probably only loading one row per boat. So it makes sense that that one would have a longer line versus, you know, Flight of Passage can still load quite a few people, right? I think, per cycle. So... I think I would still do Safari. Uh, Dinosaur is kind of iffy just because it's so inside, but I'd probably still do that one. I would do Kali. I would still do Everest. I would. I think most of the shows, like Festival of Lion King, is not open, so if Tough to Be a Bug's open, I would avoid that, but, you know, I would avoid that anyway, so I don't know. Come on, Adam. You know you need to go in there and get and just lean back yeah, firmly exactly. against the chair. <laughs> And yeah. take it like a man. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. It's an interesting visual, but all right. <laughs> I know that you have never liked that effect. Uh, no. And it's tough to be a bug. Not since 1999 when I first experienced it. Didn't know that was going to happen and did not enjoy that at all. So, yeah. <laughs> I have leaned uh, forward ever since doing that attraction. Let's see. It, it scarred you for life when you were... 13 yeah basically basically yeah i've always kind of liked that attraction but i I, you know i got to figuring it out later because we took maddie on it when she was little and i was like you know what this might be a little intense for um Mm -hmm. children of a certain age probably not the best one yeah it scares both my kids still yeah they don't want to do it i guess i just never thought of it that way before i was like you know i could see where it could be a little scary especially at the part where they you know drop spiders on your head and then right or try uh, to swat you and spray you with bug spray. Yeah. Yeah. And then try to stab you in the back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course, they they usually were not able to feel that at this point because <laughs> they were having to sit in the seat with us yeah. for the most part. Plus, uh, every time we've done it. So. I think, isn't the cricket Kevin Spacey? So that's pretty scary, too. <laughs> <laughs> Being stuck in a room with Kevin no, Spacey. It's not a cricket. Sorry. What was he? Grasshopper. It's what a, was he? He's a grasshopper. Sorry. Hopper. As a matter of fact, his name is even Hopper. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. He was a very impressive animatronic at the time he was built, by the way. Oh, yeah. He still is. He still is, actually, yeah. He he especially was for 1998. (laughs) Yeah. One of the most impressive at the time. One of the most most expensive flops, no pun intended, is the Br'er Rabbit one at Splash Mountain. Yeah, that's pretty bad. He's supposed to be hopping. Yeah, because he's clearly on a like a arm, and it doesn't work half the time. Yeah, I just want to say it works like fifty percent of the time. Yeah, they might it might be in their best interest to just take that element out altogether when they do make whatever changes, <laughs> just not even use it again, not even use yeah. that element at all. Uh, just put it on display in a museum. Yeah, or on eBay. I did want to mention something. I was think I just came across or just came in my head was Oga's Cantina is opening, which I, at one point it was going to be closed, but it's such a small place. I would, even with less people in there, I would be, I would be avoiding that one at all costs. <laughs> well, it's like we said before, they're having to make a plan to make people distance, physically distance yeah. when they're, whole business model prior was to fit as many people as possible into as small as pace space as possible right, yeah. in everything they did. So right. it's kind of like anti their business model. 
So they're going to raise the prices on those drinks even more to ridiculous levels. They already are ridiculous level. Possibly. Speaking of Star Wars, though, I did see... Did you see this about the construction permit filed for new thematic elements for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser? And I believe as well the Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is also construction permits filed for that, too. So they are continuing those. Okay. Well, I mean, these are probably just ones that are were planned anyway, right? Yeah. I just hadn't got to that point yet. <laughs> yeah, so they're not abandoning the Galactic Star Cruiser. I think they're banking on that one actually giving a good new source of revenue. Yeah. Uh, next year, maybe. So. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. The price that's going to have to be is just way too much. It won't be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. To right. do a fake cruise, you could do a real cruise for the price. Yeah. I'm sure someone will pay it. Yeah. You know, speaking of cruise, the more I look at ours, you know, I've kept, I've held on to it for a while just to to see how they're going to do things. I've been told, I haven't really looked at it, that Carnival has actually canceled everything for the rest of the year. So given that stuff mm. like that's happening, I don't see how Disney could still have theirs right. going. I feel like mine is probably not going to happen. So yeah. I, I'm still going to wait, though, because I have up until September the 1st was the original deadline and they, they're giving us up until two weeks for sailing. So I may wait a little longer, but I'm going to take a harder look at it. Come the, the original deadline mm-hmm. and see if maybe I want to just go ahead and, or see what they offer or see mm-hmm. if maybe I just want to go ahead and say, okay, well let's look at 2021. Right. You know, yeah. See uh, if they cancel you first, so it's probably better. Yeah. I would probably be better off if they cancel me. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm not going to rule out the possibility that we might, wouldn't go to that area if, if, assuming how things go later on before the year's out, since I, you know, was planning on going in the early December anyway, maybe to do something different. I actually got a, what I thought was quite a good deal from Universal in the mail. I might consider that. (laughs) I, I know we mostly talk Walt Disney World, but, you know, Mm-hmm. I have been there before and did enjoy. They were offering like 40% off on the hotels and like they had packages that were as little as 85 bucks a, per person per day, something like that. I mean, it's pretty cheap. I figured it out for like a week. You could stay and have tickets and it would still be less than $3,000. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. Now, there might be more to that than, I mean, I, like I said, that was the email that was in the email. So, yeah, I haven't well, ruled something like that out. But. Find out and see. So, are you actually there at the time this is probably released? I'll be either on my way or I'll be be there. On next week's show, you can uh, fill us in on what your experience was at Walt mm-hmm. Disney World with the, the new measures. Unless something changes, you know. Yeah, we'll see. You never yeah, know. It's an ever-changing world. Yeah, this, this could in be which we live in. Could be last-minute everything, right? Um, right. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to mention was the fact that they're trying to eliminate the rope drop procedure because it's really crowded typically. So the parking lots aren't opening until maybe half an hour before the park opens. So a lot of people are just stuck in traffic. If you want to be there first. So it almost doesn't make sense to try and be there 
first because you'll have to wait. I think Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom are maybe even less time before the parks open. But Magic Kingdom, you have the extra time of having to get on the monorail, ferry boat, a bus to get to the front of the front of the gate. So, and then the security process, as you were talking about, is definitely quicker. It seems I've I've heard a lot of people saying. If you have anything metal, take it out of your bag. Otherwise, you just go through a metal detector or, or some sort of screening process. But the bag check, as we know it, is currently not happening either. Right. As we knew it, I guess I should say. They're trying to keep people apart as long as possible, which I think is good. Some are saying that this is leading toward them potentially removing the fingerprint scans on a more permanent basis um, mm-hmm. with using this type technology i don't know if there's something more to it like the, it was i don't know if it's is it like a full body scan i mean what it's <laughs> what it kind of sounds like yeah, it might I, don't be, find out. I don't know i don't know how they'll get rid of the second layer of security though at this point if you don't have a park reservation you can't get in right so that's sort of their second layer of security as far as if you stole my magic band right you would have to know what days i have booked and could only go on those days so otherwise you'd have to steal my finger as well uh, back in the old days so that wouldn't really work but now it's so limited that it kind of makes sense to keep it that way for now but i don't know how you get rid of the fingerprints in the future but maybe there's another way they need that second layer of security i'm sure they'll think of something a retinal scan or something. I mean, the way this works, if it's working, if it's really as quick as some people are reporting, then it's could it's gonna definitely make a difference in in the future. You probably won't see as much congestion, and as far as security lines go, and hopefully you'll be able to get through the gates a little bit quicker in general. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know that I want to try to quote rope drop at all this week. I'm gonna try to stay back as much as I can. I think and avoid. The first, you know, few minutes at least of park open time. Oh, my family doesn't even know what a rope is. So, <laughs> yeah. well, now the parks are opening so late, it would be hard for us to miss the rope drop time. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I, t- in general, I mean, I, there's a, to some parks there is there is a there's an advantage to being on the rope. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen it as important unless you're doing something like a challenge, which obviously that's off the table at the moment. So I haven't seen it as important in recent years, in my opinion, especially when you can factor it in the way you could work the FastPass system, which that's not being in use right now either. But you don't really need it right now because of the number of people. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out and how long it is before they start increasing capacity. And will they actually announce that they're increasing capacity or will they just kind of sneakily do it a little here and a little there, you know, like me? Because they're not giving you the number of reservations there. You know, there's no set number that anybody knows. They might just increase those a little bit at a time, you know, depending on how things go. So, yeah, it's like I feel I feel certain that over the years, the parties, I think they've upped the number of those without Mm -hmm. announcing it. (laughs) They say it's a limited ticket event, but I guarantee you they're letting more in than they did than they used to. Oh, yeah, they definitely have been doing that. No doubt. We'll also see if week two of Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, if the crowd levels are increased. Because I keep hearing, you know, Disney's incre- you know added more availability to the to the calendar. They keep saying that, you know, every week. It's like, 
oh, Disney's added more availability. All of a sudden, days that were booked are available again, or uh, it's showing up for a- AP holders. So yeah, well, they got some. We'll see. It de- we'll see if it seems more crowded than what I've seen on vlogs so far of week one. They did get a little bit of bad press from the AP crowd, I think. Mm-hmm. Complaints about availability, especially with the news recently about them potentially. I don't know if they've made it official yet that I last I saw about not selling new annual passes at this point. Right, yeah, which makes sense Yeah, for now. but So, yeah, if you... It's not worth it. Right, and there's some people that may not even consider renewing right now until they know more mm. on top of that. Yeah, speaking of, if Jason was here, I would have asked him, because today they released more information about how to either re- get a refund or get your extra month. So they're offering another month for AP holders to extend, or you get a refund for canceling, you know, early. So Right. Yeah, especially without the park hopping ability. That's another thing. In the past, there was no such thing as an AP that was like one park per day. They were always park hoppers. In that sense, the price, just like regular tickets, you know, there's a difference between non-park hopping tickets, park hopping. That's I don't remember the numbers right off the top of my head, but it could be pretty significant to just to be have the ability to park hop. So they would have to probably factor in, okay, should we do a different price <laughs> mm-hmm. for now because you're not getting the park hopping perk? You know, because people would bring right. that up. You know, they would. Like, I can't mm-hmm. park hop right now. How come I can't get that part of the price knocked off? Something mm-hmm. like that. And for how long is this going to go on? Can it be prorated for that? You know, the, all these questions, you know, people are going to want to know. Right. Yeah. What about dining on your trip? You have any plans? Yeah, we we do have some plans. California Grill's on there, and a couple of breakfasts. But you know, we'll play those by ear. Everything will be based on the first night's dinner and how I think that goes <laughs> as to how I continue. But yeah, I mean, because you got a lot that you got to really consider in this one, because you got to, you know, you got the whole I almost called them stipulations, I guess, in a way they kind of are to adhere to. But then you've also got to manage the kids' behaviors, <laughs> what kind of mm-hmm. moods they end up being in, and how well is that going to work, you know, that sort of thing. I'll be interested to see just how relaxed you are by the time you come back. <laughs> yeah. Or if I'm, like, day two, like, okay, I'm going, going home. It's like, I need <laughs> a new this. vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I feel after every Disney trip, though. <laughs> need a vacation from the vacation. Need a vacation, yeah. All right. Well, I think we, we went on mostly about talking about the parks in Florida, and we mentioned a little bit of the international. We managed to go long enough on that information and talking about your upcoming trip that I think it's yeah. about time to wrap this one up for this week. Sure. Hopefully next week we will be able to hear more about your trip, and then hmm. hopefully Jason will be available and he'll be back in and ready to go. And mm-hmm. I, I imagine we'll probably mostly talk about what you did that come next yeah. week. So. That should be the entire show. The poll that we have going on right now, most of you have already seen it. When do you plan on going back to Walt Disney World? I can tell you as of right now, 71% of you say that next year will be when you'll be going. Uh, nobody says that they've already been out of these out of this group that's voted on this mm-hmm. one. 
19% say later this year and 10% say within a few weeks. 10% mm. for within a few weeks is still a high number, I would think, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, did you vote on it? Are you among the 10%? <laughs> I did vote, yeah. Okay. But I'm doing that, yeah. So there you go. I'm amongst that small group. You're amongst the group. All right, so we'll, we'll have to come up with we'll another s- one. We've got a couple of uh, ones that we talked about last week we could do, but we'll... We'll decide. It's like maybe the poll should be, what is our next poll? (laughs) (laughs) What should be our next poll? Poll. All right. As always, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's all at TWTM Podcast. Hopefully, we'll have some photos to go on for Mm -hmm. Instagram next week since Adam will be there. Yeah. We also have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That does include masks. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And we also have our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. Our email address is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have a Patreon page. If you want to help support the show that way, you can do that. Patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. So for Adam, my name is John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. If I even go. If you even go.